0: We are straight-talking Southern girls in our 50s, and that's what
1: you're going to get. Welcome to Ladies Roadmap. We're your hosts, Joe Jamie Tyler and Lana Helda. Come along for the ride
0: and join us as we travel to bring you thought-provoking subjects and women who inspire and strive to make a difference in the world. Joe Jamie, today we are talking about money matters, And you and I discussed this so often that we decided this is a great show for our ladies out there.
1: Yes, and last year, I remember I got obsessed with the idea of getting my personal financial money in order because I realized i have been married 31 years and I actually had no idea one passcode, one account that we, my husband and I had as far as a joint, you know, we had joint things, but I didn't know where anything was. And if anything would happen to him, I would be really, you know what?
0: Up a creek. Well, I'm that shocks me because you are a really organized, savvy girl. So it's not like you're just out there. But now, now you're probably well ahead of everything.
1: Well, you know what happened was it was basically just, I don't know if it's just me. I mean, I know there's a lot of people that take care of their own financing for the family. But personally, my husband has taken care of all our finances. So I just never really had a reason to be interested or involved, until one day I woke up and I thought, I want to be involved.
0: Well, I know you were reading the Tony Robbins Money Master the Game, and I had talked to several other people that had read the book, and you were really fired up about it, and you said you took it on as really a major goal for yourself that year.
1: I did. I almost use it like a college course, because it's really thorough, and it really gives you a beautiful, basic education of all things financial. And I actually was fascinated with it.
0: No, I think we both became obsessed. As a matter of fact, I talked to my children so much about compounded interest and how they needed to save their money and where they could be down the road that they really began to get annoyed with me. So I kind of had to stop talking about it.
1: You're so funny because I had the same thing. I actually gave my kids the book and our son was living in LA at the time and he's been renting all these years. And when I gave him the book, it was so funny, within two days of reading it, he walks in and says to me one day, guess what, mom, I'm moving to Las Vegas. And I said, what? And he goes, yeah, because... I'll never be able to afford a house at this rate in California, and I really want a house. That's a goal that I like to set. So it's so funny, you just said compound interest. I didn't even know what that was. So ladies, if you don't even know what that word means, get this book and read it.
0: And that'll be in our show notes. But the book is really powerful, and I I will say that I did... did become obsessed. And I learned so much. And then I sat down and really, really went through my budget. I mean, I've run a business for the last 15 years. So I have become so much better about finances. I mean, I never in my early years, even really balanced a checkbook. I mean, I kind of, you know, I'd pay attention a little bit to my bank statement, but not like I do now. And now I'm QuickBooks girl, and I've got it all figured out. And I stay on top of it. And I highly recommend and getting your ducks in order. And today, speaking of that, we have a Money Matters expert coming up and we are excited to share her with you. Well, we have Melissa Tooker with us and Melissa is the founder of Mortgage America and has been a personal loan consultant for over 20 years. And Melissa, we really invited you on the show because we know, and you've told me in the past, because we are friends, uh, that you tend that you've ended up really coaching a lot of women who are going through whether it may be a divorce or a death, you know, these unforeseen things that come up in life that none of us want to ever have to deal with but but we will eventually or do not hope let's hope not the divorce part but at least the death part and we really wanted to get your take on that today
1: before we even start on that you were quoted somewhere and I wanted to say your quote how we relate to money can block our ability to be successful can you tell us a little bit more about that yeah
2: hi everybody um Basically, I take a holistic approach to my business, and it does end up coaching people because it really goes hand in hand. Um, And so when I say that your beliefs about money can block you, it's true. If you grew up in a family that money doesn't grow on trees, or you grew up in a family that was overspending all the time. So it really has a lot of um, basis
0: in your beliefs, how successful you can be. That really makes a lot of sense. One of the one of the things we wanted to discuss is, you know, so many people, and myself included for many years, you know, married for many years, and you really let the husbands kind of take over the finances, and they're in control. I mean, whether they're a controlling person or not really doesn't even apply. A lot of women just don't really want to deal with the finances. I know I didn't until I decided to become a business owner, and then I was forced to. But, you know, we, we realized that... Women need to be prepared and wondered if you might give us some experience from from your experience, some examples of how they need to be prepared and what you've seen in your business.
2: Okay. Um, In terms of being prepared, I don't know, you know, everybody is at a different stage in their life, but preparation hopefully starts before either of these life events. So financial literacy for women is really critical. They're not teaching it in schools, and they're not teaching it anywhere. And yes, in our generation, we have not been raised to pay the bills and handle the finances and handle the investments. So what's happened is that I think that's left a lot of women... Uh, empty handed. You know, when they do get a divorce, not only are they upset and dealing with this divorce, now they have no idea where their assets are. And he may have hidden them. You don't know, it could be amicable. But either way, it's still a very stressful situation. It's like a death. Or if she's a widow, suddenly became a widow, she may not even know how much insurance they have. So financial literacy is absolutely critical. And how do we go about learning about all this? So I think financial literacy, again, no matter where you are in your life, you can start. There are books, there's classes, there's coaching. Um, I think in the beginning, if you are overwhelmed, coaching is really successful that I've found. I've coached a lot of women because it gives you the support you need. You have a one-on-one support. How do we do this week? How'd you do on your list? That type of thing.
0: And they can call you for the questions or at least email you. I'm sure you could be bombarded if someone was calling you all the time. But so how do you do that? Do you set it up to where you give them a questionnaire in the beginning? Or how do you go about that?
2: Uh, sometimes I'll do a questionnaire, and sometimes I'll do an exploratory phone call for 20 minutes and talk about their situation. Um, and then we set up uh, a time that we can, if they want to go forward, we set up a time that we can start the coaching. Uh, and I like to do uh, packages. I think you're not going to meet with one, a person once or twice and get it. So. At the same time that I'm doing the coaching, I think it's really important to be able to give them the tools as well. So I might refer them to books like the Tony Robbins books. I might refer them to different podcasts, to different TV shows, different kinds of things that they can also be looking at in the meantime.
1: What about budgets? That's one of those things where it's really, we love to think that we would have a budget, but in reality, they're so hard to actually set up and follow
2: through with. Yeah, I think the word budget always held a a negative connotation for people, you know, it's almost like a four letter word. Uh, But I think if we turn our thinking around, and put budget equals freedom. Mm -hmm. So if you don't use the word budget, you use the word freedom. So that means every time you go to purchase something, you're like, wait, is this going to buy my freedom? Anyway, that's just one way. Um, And in budgeting, there's a lot of different ways to do it. But you have got to know what you have and what you owe. That's the first thing you do. You sit down and you find out, what do we have in the bank, if you're married or whatever, and what do, we, what do we owe? A lot of people are afraid to look at their debt. They're like, oh, my God, I don't know how much we know owe in credit card debt. You've got to know. And it's something where it's best, if you are married, that you sit down every month, maybe even every week, and
0: get on the same page. If you were to tell someone... To do let's say let's say someone say someone does come to you pretty distraught, pretty wound up, and they really are clueless about what's going on. I'm just curious what would be maybe the top priority, first few things you would tell them to to do?
2: So the first thing that I do, and I think that's what makes me different from being, quote, just a money coach, is I'm very holistic. I, I believe that money is tied to every emotion we have. It's a very potent, thing and so we would talk about calming down we would talk about being okay and we would have some tools to do that i use different things like eft and some different things so that you start thinking differently and you can take a deep breath then we can start can you tell us a little bit more about eft yeah emotional freedom technique Mm -hmm. uh it's become more and more popular I've been using it for about three years. Uh, And they use it where you're tapping on different meridians in the face using one hand and then the other. A lot of people will tap out the negative thoughts, and then I like to tap in the positive ones. So I do it a little bit differently. And it really seems to work. It's something that's so simple, you know, and a lot of people are really foreign to it, but they really
1: like it. I actually found it recently and been trying it myself. I never thought about tapping about the positive part. I was just thinking of the negative. So I'm really excited to hear about that idea and trying to maybe put that in a little bit more. You
0: know, I love it that you're talking about it like this, Melissa, because what you said about it being such a em- money being so emotional, but also can be such a hot topic. And when I say hot, it it can be the cause of many divorces. It's the number one cause of divorce. There you go. It's a leading cause of divorce. It's
2: not the socks on the floor. It's not the TV remote. It is money. And money is powerful, whether you're negative about it or whether you're positive about it. You know, if you don't love money and want to make money or manage your money or ignore your money, that's pretty much where you're going to end up.
0: And it often is mimicking a lot of things in your life. That's right. And I was taught years and years ago that, money is energy and energy is money. So therefore, if, and I was taught to think about it differently, instead of thinking about it as money, think about it as energy. And when you do, it really releases a lot of that, those old tapes and a lot of the stress. Because if you think about it, if you have the energy to get up every day and put yourself out there and go for it in life, You're going to make money. The money is going to come. But you have to be prepared to do the work. And you have to sometimes get down and really, really do the work. Yeah,
2: and I also think it's really tied to self-esteem. You know, uh, our work is who we are. We define ourselves that way, certainly in the United States. If you don't have a job, you feel like a loser. If you don't make this much money, like in Newport Beach, let's say, if you don't drive this kind of car. So we have a lot of symbols in materialism that everyone wants. So self-esteem is really tied to money. And especially for men. You know, how, how much of a man can they be? How much am I making? Oh my gosh, or my wife makes more than I do. So it is definitely a hot potato.
0: Right. So you really have to learn how to somehow decipher that in your energy and your brain so that it works for you and becomes a positive topic instead of a stressful topic,
1: I think. You know, this is so surprising to me that we really don't talk about money, and we were just, to, and that you just said it's the number one cause of divorce. Uh, what can we do if we're are married right now? What would be another tool that you could give us? To put that into our a habit or something that we should get into.
2: When I'm coaching someone, if they're married, very often I will coach the husband at the same time if he's if he's amenable to it, um, because often you've got you know years of a pattern worked in, and maybe he will listen to me also if she is not effective or wants me to at least give him the information, because it's hard to go home and convey that to him if you've never done it. It's really scary, like, oh, what do you know, type of thing. So sometimes that'll happen. Um, The other thing is, is, you know, again, we're not taught finance, so you need to basically, again, be proactive. Get the Tony Robbins books, you know, get some coaching, start watching shows, and start learning, and start insisting on being part of the equation in the money in
0: your house. Now let's switch a little bit over to death, because with death, it's still, again, very stressful, very emotional. However, the will is so important. And I did hear on another podcast, a Money Matters uh, woman talking about the wills and the estates, and I found it fascinating. And it made me want to race, race home and make sure I had everything in position. What would you say would be the top priorities for ha- at least having those, those issues in place?
2: So again, I think in our country, I'm not sure about Europe, but we don't like to even think we're going to die. So we, we are never you know, prepared, it seems like, for it. I, I'm lucky because we have an estate that my mother has spent doing an estate plan. And so she's got it all. But it took us a year and a half to set it up because it was a complicated estate. But at the very minimum, every single person should have a will. If you own property, you should have what's called a revocable trust, which means it can be revoked. You put your property in it. You can put anything over $100,000 in it. So that is all protected so that if the spouse or partner dies, you don't go through probate and have your money tied up for two years, $20,000. But nobody thinks about that. Then past that, you also want to have medical directives and financial directives. What that means is... When you become incapacitated, let's say there's a car accident, now you can't even talk. Mm-hmm. Who have you set up to talk for you? Wow. Okay. Financially and physically, because they will not do anything unless you have that medical directive. So that's super
0: important. So there's four things every single person should have in place. Because no matter what, a will goes into probate. and Is it unless you have an executor? I mean, does it change if you have an executor or does that no. just speed the process? No. Out? If you have an executor, it's still a
2: will. So you're still not protected on your properties. So you have to have that trust the that's trust. tied into it as okay. Okay. well. Okay. Okay.
0: Wow. This is I mean, I still have so much to learn. <laughs> Obviously, you have a successful business and you're very busy and 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 stay busy. How do you wind down your days and get in that that mellow place so that you can go to sleep at night and and keep that balance in your life
2: <laughs> that's an ongoing ongoing thing to do. I think everybody's trying to balance that. I think it's different for everybody. Some people can go for a walk. I'll have a bath sometimes and a glass of wine. I might, I actually might sit down at my desk and wrap some stuff up so that before I go to bed, my mind is clear and I don't sit there and turn and churn at the the thoughts. I, I find that actually to be one of the most important things. If it's when you first come home from work, if you're coming from an office, I think you should change your clothes. That's a good one. That's a really good one, yeah. And uh, then go on with your night. But I I do find that every single night, I pretty much sit at my desk and organize my day
1: or whatever it might be for the next day. That's a great one. And you're clear-headed. So what is one of your tips you can leave our listeners that would help them on a positive financial roadmap? Just one basic tip that would be great to have. Uh, The
2: one basic tip, I think, again, would be certainly to educate yourself. And along that line, you don't have to go out and try and be overwhelmed and take 15 classes and read four books. Basically, sit down and analyze what you have. How much do I owe on credit cards? What is our mortgage payment? Do we have car loans? What's in the bank? Does my husband have life insurance? All of those things, once you
0: become aware of them, are very powerful. Thank you, Melissa. That was great advice. And we look forward to having you back. I hope you'll be back next month. I would love to. Thank
1: you. Ladies, there was a lot of takeaways here. You can find everything at our website, ladiesroadmap.com. And if you are in need of some of Melissa's wonderful coaching, you can go visit her over at melissatookerfinancial.com. Again, these all these links will be in our show notes. So thank you so much, Melissa. It's been such a eye-opening. It's such a pleasure. Mm -hmm. Thank you, guys. I look forward to coming back. One more thing before we go. Ladies, do you have friends or
0: family that have never listened to a podcast, don't know what one is, and certainly need help downloading? Jamie's put together a fabulous quick tutorial on our website
1: explaining what a podcast is and how to download. Just go to our website, ladiesroadmap.com, and go to the podcast page, and it's right at the top. Thank you for spreading the word about Ladies Roadmap. Thank you for listening
0: to Ladies Roadmap. We'd like to give a shout-out to our amazing music producer, Cam Tyler, at litloops.com.
1: And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Just go to www.ladiesroadmap.com and click on Podcast. It's as easy as that. Or you can subscribe on iTunes. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Ladies Roadmap. And you know what else we would love to hear from you? Feel free to email us at info at ladiesroadmap.com.
0: And until next week, remember, the greatest part of a road trip isn't arriving at your destination. It's all the wild stuff that happens in between.